Are You Playing? Greetings, and welcome to What the Bleep Are You Playing? A podcast where we play a game, and many times that game is bad, and tell you why the bleep we played it. I'm Acme Sean. I'm here with Thomas in the 24th and a half century. <laughs> and this is Mason, who walked into a wall because it looked like a tunnel. <laughs> How you guys doing? I did love my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Which, why, why am I the one that would walk into a wall because, because it looked like a tunnel? You because would. you would. No, 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 no. Not if it looked like a tunnel. Now, if it was painted like a street, maybe. Sorry, my bad. Uh, this is Mason who would walk into a wall because it looked like a street. <laughs> this is Mason who would walk into a wall because it was painted like MGK. Dang it. Uh, so, if you can't tell here by the intro, and maybe you can't, uh, we're going to be a Looney Tunes episode here. Uh, specifically, Looney Tunes Back in Action. We played it on the GameCube, uh, but it was also released on the PlayStation 2 and Game Boy Advance. Uh, and it was without Brendan Fraser, but does follow the storyline of the movie. It's a little kind weird, of. isn't it? Like it kind how, of, yeah. It's a little weird, like how much it like takes from the movie and how much it doesn't take from the movie. Well, from what from what it seemed like to me was that there was a Looney Tunes game in development. At the, that just happened to be a Looney Tunes game in development at the same time as the movie, and then they were like, hey, maybe we'll make extra money if we loosely tie them together. See, I kind of think the opposite. Because Back in Action had so much trouble in development. Like, it was altered. It, mm-hmm. was, in, it was in development hell for, like, a couple years. Mm-hmm. And this game feels jumbled because that movie is jumbled. Is jumbled. <laughs> yeah. Production-wise, so that's what I'm And thinking. my hot take. Looney Tunes back in action is better than Space Jam. Yeah. Looney Tunes back in action is the best Looney Tunes movie. You know, we might we might as well get the, this that conversation out of the way. There are parts of back in action that I do prefer to Space Jam. And there are parts that I prefer to the, I just Space like Jam back movie. in action because it's an actual movie. <laughs> it is an actual Space movie. My biggest my biggest problem with back in action though is that uh, the Specifically, the, the the effects with the Looney Tunes characters somehow have aged worse it's than they did in Space Jam. more of using the 3D yeah. stuff. Because uh, uh, Space Jam utilized a lot of the same thing that Who Framed Roger Rabbit used yes. for it. Whereas at that point, you'd have things like uh, when Back at Action came out, Rocky and Bullwinkle had come out. Uh, I believe the Scooby-Doo movie had came out by that yes. point. Uh, so things that uh, they were really exper- they were experimenting with a lot of the uh, uh, oh, special yeah, effects. Right. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, uh, back in action was 2003. Scooby, mm-hmm. I'm having a heart attack. No, it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, back in action was 2003. Scooby Doo was 2002. That's right. And, and yeah, this was. You can tell they're not grabbing anything when mm-hmm. they're grabbing the Looney Tunes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now that being said, I still think back in action looks pretty good. It looks like fine. It, yeah, it and lands. I, I, I legitimately like the art style that is the animation looking more than say the modern Space Jam that did a lot of the uh, 3D, 3D uh, models, which again, I don't think the 3D models were bad in Space Jam 2, but I prefer the cartoon in real life really crossing and over. Man, I, I'm going to have a lot to say about 3D models of Looney Tunes characters. The, yeah, uh, some of them work in this game. Some of them... Some of them don't. This well, is an interesting game. We'll burn that bridge when we get to it. So, uh, Looney Tunes Back in Action is a platforming video game released in 2003 by Electronic Arts based on the, mov- the movie of the same name. Uh, was released, for, as I said, for Game Boy, or sorry, GameCube, PlayStation 2, and Game Boy Advance. 
follow it. You're chasing monkey, the blue monkey diamond, which is a great yes. name. And yeah. uh, this this game. Um, Does bl- blue monkey kind of sounds like like uh, slang for like a drug? It really does. Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> this this game. So when I booted it up and started playing it, uh, after I had seen some little gameplay footage, uh, uh, as a lot of these, like, going into it when as we're planning them, I'll watch a little bit of gameplay footage in the planning just to kind of get an idea. And my first initial thought uh, when I watched footage was, oh, so it's, it's, it's trying to be Donkey Kong 64. And there yes. are still elements that are kind of be Donkey Kong 64. It just... Um, the thing it takes the most from Donkey Kong 64 is must collect everything. Yeah, yeah this is a, this is a collectathon. Uh, which is not a guy, this game is terms. clearly clearly meant for a younger audience. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I think some of the mechanics in the game, I, I some of the platforming stuff, it wasn't that it was difficult. It's just it's set up for a kid, and that meant it didn't age as well on some of these things. Yeah. yeah, we've had some we've had some pretty bad cameras, mm-hmm. and this before. is not a bad camera I overall. Th- no, I thought yeah. the, I thought the camera in this game is garbage. It's not. Well, it's it's a set camera, but it's not. It, it as far as set cameras goes, it's pretty good, uh, comparatively. I mean, I would say better than a lot of the games we've played. It's not good because it's a two thousands platforming game. None of them are going to have good cameras for the most part. Yeah, but so. the, 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 it's uh, this one's unexcusably bad. Really. Hmm. I didn't. I thought it was. I was prepared I, to talk about how the camera was actually pretty good. In I, oh yeah, no! Cause I, that, cause had, it, I had no problems with the camera yeah. except like I got caught on walls a couple. of Yeah, times. Well, uh, Bugs's uh, burrowing attack had some problems with the camera. I noticed in because like yeah. it, it just felt like it's so incredibly random. Like at what points you could control the camera and which points you can't. That's fair. I it will, swaps so many yeah, times. I'll give you that. I will. I will agree and with you that. You never know that when it's going to happen. Not giving you full uh, control of the camera from the beginning is kind of annoying, well, but that, also par for the course in a lot of these type of games. Well, that kind of goes with the fact that this game, again, it's made for kids. Very but, clearly. <laughs> but because of that, there's a lot of limitations that there wouldn't be in other 3D platformers around mm-hmm. this time. Compare this to, say, Jack and Daxter. Mm-hmm. Jack and Daxter is much more open. Uh, there are still camera issues, but it's not nearly as uh, flawed. And there's no invisible walls. That's There are uh, a lot of invisible in, walls. Yeah. Which, again, I've played a lot of 90s platformers, so invisible walls are nothing new to me. Yeah. But, yeah, there are a yeah. lot of invisible walls where you're like, oh, I, I should be able to jump there, right? Yeah, nope. it's it's very cumbersome. And, like, I don't hate it, obviously. Again, I have played so many platformers. I'm, I'm in the same boat as Sean. I've played so many platformers. I don't really care when there's invisible walls. It's just it's normally, like, bothersome. Mm-hmm. Like, again, the first level, there's this bit where you should easily be able to make this jump as bugs. Mm-hmm. But because of the invisible wall, you can't. And that means you have to do this whole other platforming thing. And I'm like, I could literally just pull, like, a Mario 64 and whoop, whoop. That, do yeah, that. But, yeah. Uh, there's a there's a point also in the one of the first levels where you can go, uh, you're up and you're climbing on top of the buildings and you can go up on the buildings, where you should easily be able to also jump to the side, but the side has an invisible wall and it's really annoying. I was like, oh, I should be able to go there, which meant some of the uh, fetch parts of that first level are really annoying oh, uh, because absolutely. I I, I <laughs> there isn't also a good like keeping track of where you've been. 
no. that I it took I, I'm not gonna I don't really want to admit how long it took me to <laughs> take all the Daffy Duck posters down, but um, Oh my god. It took a little bit longer than uh, I got because I, I legitimately had to look up where they all were and still I was like, I've been to all those places, so where could it be? And then see, I finally was like, Oh, was I there before? See, I knew where it was, but again, because of the invisible walls and all the platforming issues, I just couldn't make it up to the top of the building where the last one was. So I'm just there for like five minutes going, Bugs, you're a fucking rabbit. Jump, bitch. <laughs> now something... Speaking, oh, go ahead, Mason. You know, speaking of, of jumping, did anybody else notice that the jumping in this game abs is absolute garbage? Because it... it it's, With Bugs, it's not awful. With it Daffy, it's like bad. all momentum while you're moving. I did notice it was very hard to jump and then go into things. Uh, like, you, you try and do, not necessarily combo, be able to, like, jump and then move and jump. And, like, if you're doing your roll, if you stop your roll, you will literally stop. And I'm like, no, I want to keep rolling. I yeah, want to keep rolling. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, again, again, that goes with the fact that this is yeah, definitely aimed made for kids. kids. The controls just... And uh, so, interestingly enough, I don't know if this went into design the controls. I said, we played the, the GameCube version. That is the last version released, actually. Now, they weren't released very different apart. The Game Boy was actually the first released, November 11th, 2003. Oh. The PlayStation 2 was the second released, eight days later. And then the GameCube was released five days after that. Why? One of they, the weirdest release patterns Why didn't ever they seen. just release them all at the same time? But I wonder if the PS2 was the default uh, controller in, uh, in designing this game. And so possibly that's why some of the controls weren't... It, it didn't feel intuitive for the GameCube controller, which I usually find a very intuitive controller, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some I of the, did, where I, some of the buttons were, I was like, why would you put it to that I, button? Yeah, I did find myself on numerous occasions. Because there, there's a, like... After you beat a certain section in the, in the first level, there's a swapping mechanic where you swap between Bugs mm -hmm. and Daffy. I did find myself an embarrassingly amount of an embarrassing amount of times accidentally swapping between oh, yeah. them when I didn't mean to. Now there's some really cool puzzle things with the switching. I legitimately like some of the puzzles they made with the switching. I was like, okay, that's actually a really cool idea. You know, you want to set your one character up, get it all ready. Okay, I'm set. Swap to the other one. Come and try to do the same things. That there's some really cool puzzle uh, work in this game, and maybe if there was less platforming and more puzzling, I think this game might have been even you know been better. And again, it's not a game that I tremendously disliked. I actually enjoyed a lot of the elements of the game, but that is, I think, where their actual strength in this game was, with some of the puzzling instead of some of the weird uh, platforming mechanics that they really didn't need to throw on us. Yeah. With Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, I, I didn't need to run around and jump with Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. Maybe doing some other stuff might have been even a little more fun. Yeah, I, I think the thing is, like, Looney Tunes has just been in platformers for a while. That's true. Like, in the PS1 era, you had Bugs, Bunny Lost in Time, Duck Dodgers on the N64. It's a good game. You had uh, Bugs and Taz Time Busters. Hell, even, I think, a year before this, Taz Wanted came out, which is, again... What, what was what was the, um, the, the, the game that he plays at the beginning of Space Jam New Legacy on the Game Boy? Oh, that's Bugs, Bunny... Uh, what the fuck is it? Is that... Oh, shit. <laughs> it's crazy carrot something like that bugs bunny uh i think that's right i honestly bugs think bunny's I, birthday bash something have like i that. accidentally stumped you oh uh, you know look there's this you know it'll eventually unlock a core memory of <laughs> <laughs> look 
the only reason that game looked familiar at all is because I watched AVGN a lot. That's the only uh, reason it looked enough. familiar. Um, but yeah, this game, it's definitely flawed. I'm not going to say it's mm-hmm. not. Now, I have... Look, I have a lot of nostalgia for this game. Like a lot of games we pick here, I have a lot of nostalgia yeah. for this because I was obsessed with back in action as a kid. Like genuinely, it was... Oh, Mason's got an answer here Bugs for Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle. Ah, how did I fucking... I fucking... I knew it had a castle on it, too. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, I, I played this I played this game a lot uh, because I was obsessed with back in action, the movie. Legit, did I... When other kids were pretending to play Star Wars, did I pretend I was Bugs Bunny with his carrot lightsaber? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's did, you, did you have uh, The Force for Dummies as a book? Uh, no, because I, I didn't get that as a kid. Because <laughs> I didn't watch Star Wars. I watched back in action before I watched any <laughs> fucking Star Wars. <laughs> the reviews of this game were not particularly kind for the most part. I could imagine. Uh, you know, like... Metacritic, you know, GameCube had the highest rating, actually, at 64, uh, whereas the Game Boy, the lowest at 47. Uh, and you have a few pretty good, you know. GameZone gave it a 7.8 out of 10 on the PS2, but then you have some of the bad ones. You know, Game Informer gave it a 5 out of 10. Yikes. GameSpy gave it a 2 out of 5. Uh, and one of the bigger ones is X-Play on uh, G4, gave it a 2 out of 5. Colleen, uh uh, calling it a generic platformer with Looney Tunes characters pasted on top of it. <laughs> that's yeah, and that that's a good. That's kind a, of is yeah, one that of the kind of is how it feels. It feels it feels like at times this game was not planned as a Looney Tune game, considering how weird and crazy that world can be. Like for example, there's the the, the character early on in the game that it's not it's not Elmer Fudd, right? That grabs. Bugs no, it's like generic. It's generic. It's generic enemy, but it's meant to be like yeah, generic Elmer Fudd. Like it's like it's a leisure suit Larry yeah. ripoff that grabs Bugs Bunny and you shit. You have to rapidly hit the button on that. Yeah, and it, that feels like, but that's just so odd in this game. Like you just like, oh, yeah. well, I need an enemy to get it. Like there are funny things you can do in this world in Looney Tunes, and uh, some of the stuff just feels like, well, let's do, we we do this because it's video games. Yeah. Uh, but also. I do think it keeps a lot of the Looney Tune charm at times. The dialogue is legitimately funny in a lot of parts. Uh, uh, I, I, say, I, I, I laughed a bunch, at, 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 the, especially Daffy Duck. <laughs> the thing I admire about this game is I love, love the uh, way they write Bugs and Daffy. Mm-hmm. I think they get their relationship down. They, they, they are, in a lot of ways, uh, going to be in a buddy cop movie. like <laughs> Kind of, yeah, which is that should be the relationship Bugs and Daffy have. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the first cutscene in the game is Daffy uh, pitching his idea for, like, this Batman ripoff movie. Mm -hmm. And the Warner Brothers executive is like, Daffy, you're just not action hero material. And it's like, yeah, thanks for the emotional support. And Bugs is asleep in this chair. And it's like, it's a smash hit. I love it. Like, he just wakes (laughs) up in a start. There's a line early on, and it goes, executive is a bad guy at the beginning. And things like that. An executive, a Hollywood executive being a bad Bad guy? guy? Who would have predicted it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I was like, I, in a post-Harvey Weinstein world, that line is hilarious yeah, to me. And in a, Which is in funny because that came out before, way before that happened. Oh, I know. And in, a, in, a, in the current state of Warner Brothers, that's, true. that's also yeah. hilarious um, to me. But I, I, I will give it that, that, the, that in some point, at some 
at some points during the game, the writing is, like, classic Looney Tunes level. But at the same time, it's just presented in the in the worst way. It has... The, the cutscenes in this game have, have have a very similar problem to, uh, uh, funnily enough, uh, Space Jam New Legacy, especially the second half where they all become 3D models, and that when they, be, when they become 3D, they lose a lot of their personality and their charm, and they're not as flexible, I guess you could say, as mm-hmm. they are in their 2D animated, in their traditionally animated forms. And they're a lot more ma- malleable. And yeah, that's very true, because there's, like, no squash and stretch in these cutscenes. Yeah. Like, there's not even... There's some in the gameplay, like, when you jump or whatever, but uh, there's, like, no squash and stretch action in these cutscenes, and when you're making a cartoon game, that is pretty primo. You need to do it, that. Yeah. It would, it would be like if they made, a, like, a Tom, and, a Tom and Jerry game. Oh, they and, have. Like... Well, it'd be like if they made a Tom and Jerry game, and like all of the like all of the cutscenes didn't include like him smashing into walls and coming out of funny shape. That's like true, and that that, well, that is uh, lost kind of in this game. Think of uh, think of how lived in and crazy Simpson hit and run feels. Yes, like you feel like you're in an episode of The Simpsons as you're playing. Yes, also how you feel uh, in the South Park games, like you're playing out a South Park episode in a lot of ways. This does not feel necessarily like I'm playing a Looney Tunes episode. Yeah. And Hon- honestly, Crash Bandicoot feels more Looney Tunes <laughs> yes. than uh, these Looney Tunes. Absolutely, games, so. that would be uh, something that I think they could do better with. That is definitely mm. just making it feel more Looney. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, instead of trying to copy other platformers, be Looney Tunes. Be crazy. Which, yeah. Which like. Even if you want to copy other platformers, copy your own damn platformers because Bugs Bunny Lost in Time is good. That's Doug true. Dodgers on the N64 is good. So I think that is because this is a tie-in game mm-hmm. that you just kind of lose a lot of that charm I think you do. because of the rush job that it probably was. And it's not that the studio, or I guess the, the developing company, that they it's not that they don't know what they're doing necessarily, but uh, when you look at their uh, list of games, Warthog Games... They're all tie-in games. Yeah. So, including a Tom and Jerry game. Oh, no way. <laughs> for the PlayStation. Why did... Which, oh, which man. Which one? Uh, Tom and Jerry and Housetrap. Was, uh, bef- was this before Back in Action? Yes. You think this was, You think that was the game that got them back in action? You know what? It might have been. Uh, b- well, by the time they did Back... Back in Action is one of their last six games they did. They would do... Uh, some racing games, and then a couple of Animaniacs games. Uh, oh to my end, god, end there are uh, Animaniacs games? Oh, there's plenty of yeah. Animaniacs games. Oh, jeez. Uh, so, oh, yeah. why? This, this studio did a bunch of cartoon tie-in games. Let me let me be clear. I love Animaniacs to death, but the idea of an anima- uh, Animaniacs video game, especially one made by the same developers who did this game, disgusts me. And the fun thing is that we're going we're gonna to be revisiting this developer multiple times this season because we have two games to play later in this season we have x2 wolverine's revenge my game and uh harry potter and the sorcerer's stone my game (laughs) i believe we're playing both on the gamecube or yes yeah so going back going but they also look at what they did in 2003 just they did x2 harry potter uh, a game called rally championship a game called mace griffin bounty hunter battlestar galactica and Looney Tunes back in action. 
You know, can I, can I just say, Mace Griffin sounds like a fantastic name. That is that is an amazing See, well, he, See, to he, me, that sounds like original character Do Not Steal OC, but it's a <laughs> member of the Griffin family from... <laughs> it's Meg's long-lost twin brother. Well, here on our, our rabbit hole here, Mace Griffin Bounty Hunter uh, is a first-person shooter. Oh. On the game... It was all there... Oh, it was for on PlayStation 2, Xbox, and Windows. A GameCube version was in development, but was canceled. Uh, what? How could it? How, what? Uh, it was not received particularly well. Uh, Xbox getting a 64 uh, average. Ooh, yeah, it, it was originally interesting. Anyway, this is quite a this is a rabbit hole here. Uh, anyway, uh, Mace Griffin <laughs> Bounty Hunter. Hole, you mean? Do you mean a wabbit hole? Oh, you wastly wabbit, you! <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Did you have anything on the developer, Thomas? Uh, what? Not really a lot that you didn't bring up, except that they did. This is their second Looney Tunes game. Oh, this is their second Looney mm-hmm. Tunes game, and their first the, one's better. The, <laughs> better. <laughs> what was the original? The first one was Tunes Fight for Fame, which is oh an, yeah, you told me about is, this. Which is an original Xbox Power Stone clone. That is a fighting game with Looney Tunes characters. <laughs> I remember you showing me the uh, the cover art, and it is like the most. Oh my! Anyway, I'm purchasing Mace Griffin Bounty Hunter at this is point. Is it game only? <laughs> yes. Or, so it's five bucks. Yeah, no, that's worth it. Anyways, <laughs> I, re- I remember you showing me the uh, the uh, cover art for Tunes. It is the most serious looking box art for a freaking Looney Tunes game. It, it, is. It, it gives me the vibe. I think I told you when I showed it to you. It gives me the vibe of those shirts where Bugs and Daffy and Taz or whatever are in those urban hip hop, like early yeah. 2000s clothes with the loose t-shirts. Yeah, and, and the weed plan outline on them. Yeah, exactly. That's the vibe it gave me. It, look, it, looks, it looks like if uh, the uh, Shadow the Hedgehog marketing team marketed a Looney Tunes. Hey, look, X-Play gave uh, Loons the fight for fame three out of five, so... What? <laughs> Are we going to have to I can't to trust do X-Play this? anymore. Look, I don't have an original <laughs> Xbox, so that's, that's Sean's the, territory. Wait, is it only an original? It's, it's only an original ori- Xbox. Ironically, the one console of this generation that Back in Action did not come out for. Oh, yeah, wow. that was interesting. Uh, it didn't. It, 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 despite the fact that they had developed a lot for Xbox, I wonder, I wonder why that uh, was a thing. <laughs> they already did tunes. It's like, look, we have our one Looney Tunes on Xbox. <laughs> we can't double dip. <laughs> I bet that I bet they probably were just they they were like rushed for time, maybe. Maybe because maybe. this game definitely feels this, rushed. This game does feel like. Rushed. When did they start developing this game? It's a good question. I bet it, I am. I'll bet, I'll bet I'm, you're not I'm betting you're not 2001, like if I had to guess. Yeah, it feels, I mean, considering how many games they were developing that year, how many yeah. Warthog games was doing. This was, this was probably one that was shafted because. And I'm sure they're a pretty good sized studio seeing as they've got all these licensed games. So they might've also been stretched thin on who was working on what. Yeah. And yeah. They, it might've been their C team working on this game or. Yeah, they're B C or D. Or you know, one of those, you know, if they're doing that many games. Because there I are mean, a couple of games in there that are actually pretty good. I was going to say, X2 Sorcerer, is good. Sorcerer's Stone is good. Uh, X2, which it's flawed, but it's still... It's Sorcerer's solid. Stone has a something that we talked about in this game that we'll talk about a lot when we play Sorcerer's Stone. It feels a lot more open than this game ever did. And yes, and I that's think interesting that's about thing. this game is they present it as a very open feeling to the game. 
go explore, do all these things. And it feels very closed in a lot of places. Which we talked about Larry Boy a while ago about it being kind of Baby's first Crash Bandicoot. Mm -hmm. This feels like it's trying to be Baby's first Donkey Kong 64, Mario 64. Mm -hmm. But the problem is Mario 64 has that openness. Mm -hmm. You can do basically anything to get to your objective and all that. Here, it's a very linear structure. You have to do these certain things in this certain order. And like spe- speaking of Mario, would would this would have been like around the same time that Sunshine came out, right? Yeah, it would have been yes. the same year. I, no, Sunshine would have was two thousand. Sunshine was two thousand four. So yeah, Sunshine was about to come out. It's on the GameCube. It's the same platform that has Sunshine. Y- yeah. Also, Sunshine looks so, so much, much better. better. Graphically, well, I'm not gonna say that graphics <laughs> are necessarily bad. In defense of Looney Tunes, you're also comparing a AAA first-party Nintendo oh, yeah. title to a licensed... I'm just saying that, like, for a game, this game, the environments are fine, but everything else feels very PlayStation 1-y. It varies very plastic. I, actually, uh, Sunshine came out in 2002. Really? August 26th, huh. 2002 in, in, so this in came North out America. It came out, a, a, like, almost a full, like, over a full year. <laughs> after after Super Mario Sunshine, like again, in fairness, it is in fairness. It's not a one to one comparison, but because in yeah. fairness, Triple A Mario title versus probably rushed Looney Tunes licensed game. Okay, but if if you want to if you want to go, uh, you know, something that was aimed more to more towards kids that was based on a based on a a, a cartoon franchise. You know, it came out a a whole month before this, Battle for Bikini Bottom. One of arguably the best licensed games of all time came out basically weeks before this. So, like, why why would you even bother at that point? Maybe you don't like SpongeBob? I mean, even people who don't like SpongeBob, it's just a better game. That's fair. I've also never played any SpongeBob games, so... Really? Not Not even Battle for Bikini Bottom? Mason, when it came out, I was 16. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But, I mean, but SpongeBob transcends age. Let's be real here. You are never too old for SpongeBob. It's fair. Classic SpongeBob, I'll say. Yeah, exactly. You are never... Like, yeah. I will give it that. Classic SpongeBob has some of the best writing I've ever seen on Nickelodeon. That's fair. I'm just more like... I've never played it. It's no, not- I, I know. It's Well, again, that's why this game is... I. I'm shit talking this game. I actually don't hate it. I, and I, don't, and I didn't hate it either. It's just, it, it, it kind of is what it is. Yeah, like, I, just, it, I don't, it's it's just kind of a there game. I mean, yeah, 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 it is, it is what it is. But at the same time, like, this is Looney Tunes we're talking about. Don't, don't, don't we, don't we think that the Looney Tunes, like, deserve a little better, you know? This is Looney Tunes, but this is also Looney Tunes back in action. Yeah. Which... It's it's just I love back in action. I do genuinely. I think it's the best Looney Tunes movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love back in action to death. That movie fucking bombed. It did. And with all the production problems that plagued it, I wouldn't be surprised if some of that rubbed off on this game. Wouldn't so. surprise me at all. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, the climax of this game is the original climax for the movie because mm-hmm. it this really? game ends in the jungle. It does not end in space like the movie. It ends in the jungle. Hmm. And Looney Tunes in space. Looney Tunes space race, baby. 
Oh yeah, that's I've actually heard that game's pretty good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this this ends in the jungle. Tweety gets turned into a fucking parad- to pterodactyl or whatever. A pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. That's what he gets turned into. He gets turned to like a dinosaur thing, the Tweety Saurus. <laughs> Which I will say that is another line that I do like, because uh, you play as Tweety in the final battle. Someone who you've never played as throughout the rest of the game. And they bring that up. Daffy, Bugs, Daffy's, I think it's Bugs or Daffy, who is like, and welcome to the final fight, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Daffy Duck, who is originally the main character of this game. <laughs> <laughs> the, the game is a little self-aware, which is good. Uh, yeah. But that's Looney Tunes, so like, I, I did like that element of it. Yeah. And again, I I genuinely think the writing of this game is I'm not. I'm not going to say it's like gut-busting, like I'm crying laughing or whatever. But there's a lot of parts that I find really funny. Yeah. So. I, I mean, yeah, I, d- I do. Mason is going to be the contrarian. It, no, 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 no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I'm not disagreeing. The writing in this is genuinely, like, on par with classic uh, Looney Tunes. But isn't it a shame that it ended up in this game? Doesn't the doesn't the dial doesn't the the writing and the dialogue in this game feel like it deserves to be in a better game? I mean, I mean fair. I mean, I guess, but also like well, some of the the, the game problems. At least some of the I, I do enjoy running around because I enjoy listening to some of the dialogue. Like that, the the characters talking is fun. Yeah, uh, like, so you it say, made a it made a uh, what would have been a really bad game manageable. Yeah, I was gonna say you say this deserves to be in a better game. I would also say this makes the game deservable. Like, uh, the writing makes the game stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess that's fair. I guess, yeah, if, if, if anyone's looking for that, that classic Looney Tunes magic, there's a little bit of that in there. I, I could imagine that there would be more of it in other games, but, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, probably. Again... Look, if we cover a bunch of Looney Tunes games, I own Bugs Bunny Lost in Time, so we'll probably... I, I have a feeling this won't be the first, last time that we visit Looney Tunes in some capacity. Look, if this podcast is anything to go by, we'll do Loons. <laughs> fight for fame. So, well, <laughs> that does seem right up our alley. Yeah, there, yeah, there's just aspects of this game that are strange. Yeah. Like, one you, thing... You that, could say they're Looney all right, well, that's it. The <laughs> podcast is over. We will never, ever do another episode. <laughs> that's soon, all, folks. As soon as we get off the air. <laughs> Sad to report that that was Mason's last episode. <laughs> I, I want this on the police record when I die so that they know what happened. Yeah, it was justified. <laughs> it won't be down on record, so it'll be fine. But yeah, like, there's some weird stuff in this game. Like, um, one of the weirdest things for me, and it's a weird thing to nitpick as well but duck danger is mm-hmm. weird daffy duck's persona mm-hmm. i know it's they're going for the batman parody because it's warner brothers of course yes. they're going for the batman parody but one it's not in the movie and i have a feeling it probably was in the original uh i have a feeling it probably was at one point but in the movie he's duck dodgers yeah in because that's who daffy is daffy's duck dodgers that's it also it leads to one of my favorite gags in the movie, <laughs> which is the jetpack. Uh, but in the movie, they, in the game, they, duck. Yeah, in the game, they make him duck danger. And I, I wonder of, if that's because maybe it's from an original, uh, one of the original ideas in the movie. Maybe that's, that's what I was getting at. I'm thinking like, because 
Joe Dante, who directed the movie, massive Looney Tunes fan. Mm-hmm. Loves the hell out of Looney Tunes. Director of Gremlins. Yeah. And, uh, both Gremlins, mm-hmm. I think. Right? And yeah. he... I have a feeling Duck Danger was going to be like a Warner Brothers thing. Like, hey, we got to market this. We got to make toys or whatever. And Dante was like, no, I'm putting Duck Dodgers in the goddamn movie. And I feel like Dante won that, but because of the development, because of game development cycles, they were probably too deep to change it. They probably were given a loose ideas and things like this. This is going to be in this. This is going to be in it without ever seeing it and designing their own sort of thing. I can see that happening. I know that happens a lot with, uh, like, audio book or novel versions of movies a lot of times they'll get earlier screen earlier screenplays something maybe was changed so but in the book that'll still be in there so that happens a lot uh what did you think of like the costumes the extra costumes because i felt like that was kind of a underutilized and missed opportunity a lot in this game definitely a half-baked idea Mm -hmm. yeah because it's basically a it's the conqueror's bag bad for a day, uh, context-sensitive button. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's You get a costume for the scenario, Yeah, and that's kind of it. Whereas I feel like when I, it's advertised on the back of zany costumes, and the, you know... Yeah, I feel like, again, that goes with the fact that this game is very linear. Mm-hmm. Imagine if this game like lets you pick what costumes and lets you pick uh, which, you know, which costumes to put on so you can pick which ways you complete the objectives. Like, say... You want to put Bugs in the hula outfit and distract all the enemies so, I don't know, Bugs snaps his fingers and they make him form a staircase to get to the monkey. Uh, Or you want to put him in the spy outfit and you find invisible platforms or whatever. That is uh, a lot more ambitious than this game ever planned on being. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Uh, I know. I'm just saying. But it's definitely felt like a missed opportunity. I, I the first time I had the hula outfit on, did I laugh a little bit? I was like, <laughs> and then it was like it was gone. I was like, that's it, really? Yeah. And yeah, that that is it. That's and all you get it for? I was like, oh, cool costumes. This will make. That's it. <laughs> uh, there, there, there's, I think, I feel like there's a lot of that in this game, though. A lot of half baked mm-hmm. ideas. Yeah. I did love uh, smacking people with a guitar. That was fun. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, uh, the fact that in the first level that your enemies are tourists trying to take pictures of you. I thought that was yeah. hilarious. That is very funny. Although, did any of you uh, ever get a good look at the at their faces? No. Good mother of God, that was terrible. Like, well, was, they're, they're they, scary. Scary. Things they didn't develop very well was the faces. That, yeah. Like, up, up there with the sc- scariest uh, horror game villains. Pyramid Head, Mr. X, The Tourists, and Back in Action. Mason? Scary. You're a fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I I wasn't scared of those goddamn peons as a kid. Yeah, they're just, <laughs> they're just bad development, or not, I don't even want to say bad, underdeveloped kind of uh, uh, graphics in some... Uh, yeah, it's, the, it's, it's a throwaway character in early levels. It's I was not like say like you're not meant to focus not, on the faces. Who knows? Maybe if I do data mine, I'll find the devil's eye behind them. <laughs> you're like, oh, actually, it was Pyramid Head. <laughs> <laughs> Bugs Bunny versus Pyramid Head. Who went? It's Bugs. Oh, so uh, <laughs> Warner Brothers, if you want to buy Silent Hill and get Pyramid <laughs> Head into multiverses, I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> Some cake right there. <laughs> Look, they do more with it than Konami's doing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's it's not for a lack of trying. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, they try a lot. They just try to make pachinko machines. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, goodness gracious. Um, anyway, uh, Looney Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have a whole lot else uh, no, that's... on a lot of this. It, it's kind of, it is what it is. It, it's meant for younger kids. That doesn't mean bad. It just means that a lot of the elements of it, A, aren't 100% thought out, or B, haven't aged as well because they were meant for early 2000s kids. Yeah. I mean, the most, again, I took notes on a lot, but that's more just like little things that I found funny. Like Bugs Bunny, uh, when you do his attack in the air, he does Zero's saber spin for Mega Man X. <laughs> Was yeah. that intentional? No, but I prop, but I find that very funny. He does do that, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. I'm just now realizing. <laughs> he does do that. And I will say, how far did you guys play into the game? Uh, I got about halfway, probably. It's what it's it's five or six worlds. It's five. Then I, I finished. Uh, there, I, I wait, was into the there's, third one. There, ah, plastic present, present, present. <laughs> uh, there's timely. One, there's Warner Brothers Studio. There's um, what the hell is it? It's Paris. After yeah, that. Paris is after that. Then the Wooden Nickel in Las Vegas. Uh, so I got then, through Paris, then, is where I got Then it's Area 52, then the jungle. So, yeah, five areas. Uh, so I, I played the first couple. You know, if, I'd, I, if I really was into it, I probably would have sat down and played more. But honestly, at that point, I was like, you know, you, even I think as a kid, I probably would have put this game yeah, down. You, you've got a vibe for it. Like, uh, and not that I'm, I, I do like Looney Tunes a lot. I'm not the avid fan that Thomas is. Uh, you know, I, I like Looney Tunes quite a bit, but... Even as a kid, I probably would have put this game down. Look, I have a weird hyperfixation on a lot of strange franchises. You know, that's fair. Look, possibly, if you ask me to list my top five franchises right now, uh, now this will change. Nobody has asked you, but Thomas is going to do it. Here we go. <laughs> Look, it's Sonic the Hedgehog, Thomas the Tank Engine, Looney Tunes, and Muppets. <laughs> Fantastic. Wow. There's uh, a crossover that needs to happen. Look, I, I have a really weird fucking group of things i like has so, alec baldwin been in the vast majority of those franchises uh, he hasn't been in sonic so i can't put that but he's been in thomas the tank engine he's been pretty sure thomas. he's been in muppets was he in one of the looney tunes things it wouldn't surprise me anyway that's where my mind went i was like ah thomas is finding weird things that alec baldwin, <laughs> alec baldwin has been in. weird alec baldwin things my headcanon is that he's mr conductor and all of that <laughs> no no it's either george carlin or ringo star are the best mr conductors <laughs> but alec baldwin ate the carrots i don't know where that why that's where my mind went <laughs> look when we break out the thomas the tank engine game and play it for this podcast, then we can discuss the best Mr. Conductors. The answer is either George Car- It's George Carlin. The answer is George Carlin. Ringo Starr is number two. Boo! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. George Carlin is honestly probably the best. George Carlin is the best best conductor. He's also the best just narrator. Mm-hmm. Although, Ringo, Ringo was good, too, though. Ringo was actually really good. Although Pierce Brosnan uh, was the narrator for the Great Discovery movie. He was. He was actually yeah. not bad. Yeah, he did. <laughs> How we devolved into Thomas the Tank Engine in this podcast, well... That is my power! (laughs) Now see, here's your connection. Alec Baldwin is brought up in a song in the Looney Tunes show. Boom. Okay, so now... Now, uh, hey, hey, Sonic casting directors, uh, we found your Shadow the Hedgehog. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. no. Thank me in the future world. No, we we can't do that because then we couldn't give Shadow a gun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. So, 
<laughs> in every one of our uh, episodes, uh, when we play a game, we like to ask two major questions. The first one being, how does this game hold up? I think we've established that. Not, that it doesn't. Not fantastically. For me, I honestly, I think, not amazingly, but honestly for the platformers at its time meant for kids, it's fine. There's a lot of things that haven't aged well, but overall... I think it holds up okay. Yeah. There are much worse ones, and there are much better. It's kind of right down the middle. In I was going to say, it's very down the middle. I'm not, I didn't hate my time playing it. Look, I've beaten this game. Uh, I've beaten, I don't want to say I've 100% completed it, but I collected everything you need to get to the end once. And it was a pain in the fucking ass. Because, all right, you need to collect, you need to collect 25 monkeys to get to the end. That's every monkeys. That's that's every objective. <laughs> you need thirty-five to get to the final area, so that is an additional ten. Yeesh. And no offense, the first time I did that, I was like, "Fuck that, never again." Never again. <laughs> like I like I will still go back and play this game for nostalgia's sake, but my mind immediately went to, "No, fuck that, never again." Like I just cannot bring myself to do it. It it it. It hasn't really aged all that well, and then on top of that, there are other SpongeBob-shaped alternatives that have aged better. So what Mason is saying is we need to play SpongeBob games, because <laughs> I never have, so that'll be an interesting episode if yeah, we ever no. do. No, we'll play SpongeBob... SpongeBob? We'll play SpongeBob games, but it won't be... Uh, it won't be Battle for the Beginning. It'll be Creature from the Krusty Krab. <laughs> I thought we were just going to play the Nicktoons fighting, the Smash Bros. Nicktoons game. <laughs> Nicktoons All-Star. Yeah. Whatever. Nicktoons <laughs> Racing. Oh, there's so many of them. Dude, there's like there's a third one coming out, and that son of a bitch. Look, Nicktoons Racing 2 is a legitimately fun game. It is, and I've only played it once because... Same. Look, now it was for four hours on stream, but I've played it once. <laughs> Look, did I... That was actually the game I first attempted to stream too, fun fact. My stream crashed after 15 minutes. Well, so. look at you. <laughs> it happens. It um, happens. But, yeah. We've got Thomas the Tank Engine, Nicktoons. Look, we're just, everything. It, it's everything today. Everything. Uh, our second question is, would this game deserve a reimagining or a remake in a modern setting? I found this question a little difficult yeah. because I don't want a Looney Tunes back in action remake. Right. But would I like a good Looney Tunes game, even a good Looney Tunes platformer. Yeah, I definitely would like that. So, like, there's elements of this game that I was like, I really would like to play this in a really good game. I guess Mason said with the dialogue, you know, I, I wish I you know, having it in a better, you know, a better game. And that, that very much is kind of how I feel about mm -hmm. it because uh, I really want another Looney Tunes game, mm -hmm. obviously. Because the last one, like the last major one, was, if you don't count that weird Scooby-Doo crossover they had on the 3DS. Or if you don't count multiverses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you don't count multiverses. Or phone apps, because there's that fucking Looney Tunes app that sucks. I don't like it at all. Phone games. Yeah, phone, phone games. The last major one was Acme Arsenal in 2007. It's been a while. And considering and, how much of a goldmine Looney Tunes could be... And just Warner Brothers refuses to do anything with it. Yeah. Like, I, I mentioned earlier Simpsons Hit and Run. But that type of style, like, not necessarily GTA clone or anything, but, like, dropping you into a world that you feel like you can walk around and feel fleshed out, but you get to be Looney Tunes characters and actually be, feel like you're those characters. Oh. 
Uh, think of the way, like, I, I, and I'm talking about very different games for these sort of things, but, like, think of how much when people picked up Spider, Spider-Man and were like, holy cow, I am Spider-Man. That sort of feeling of, like, it's all, I get to go and do lo- crazy Looney Tunes things. Like, I get to be Wile E. Coyote trying to get that goddamn Roadrunner. <laughs> I, I get to be, you know, Daffy Duck running around doing those things, and, you know, as Mason brought, running through a wall and seeing all those things. Have the cool hijinks. Make me feel like I'm in a Looney Tunes world. I think would be, there is so much opportunity for that, and I think that would be something that I would definitely want to play. All I'm thinking of is that one advertisement where for Batman Arkham Knight where it's Be the Batman, mm-hmm. but it's Bugs Bunny in the shadows doing that one pose with the gun on the hoodies, and it's just Be the Loony. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, sorry. No, I, I, that just reminded me that the original Scooby-Doo teaser was a fake, fake out for Batman. That it was, it was all leading up like you're supposed to be Batman, and then it shows you see the ears, and it goes, oh, and it goes to Scooby Doo, the first for the original Scooby Doo. Anyway, that is where I went uh, when you mentioned that. By this way, is definitely f- Rabbit Trail, the movie, or by the, the way, podcast. By the way, the fifth franchise on that list is Scooby Doo. Yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, I have a really weird fucking list. Anyway, um, I really agree. I want a big budget Looney Tunes game again. I don't want the fucking apps. I don't want. I mean, they're in multiverses, that's fine. But I want, actually, a big, full-fledged Looney Tunes game again. You don't even have to make it this big open-world thing like Simpsons Hit and Run. No. Just make it, like, again, just make it kind of this adventure that the Looney Tunes go on. Or I mean, I mentioned earlier the South Park game, uh, uh, and, and that's not a huge world at all. It's, no. like, four, it literally just four little areas, but it feels like you're in the an episode of South Park. So, like, that sort of, it doesn't have to be big. I would play the shit out of a Looney Tunes RPG now that I'm thinking. Of it. You know, you know, you know what I would play if they if they wanted to make like a bigger scale Looney Tunes game, base it after the Looney Tunes show, because I because I think out of all the Looney Tunes iteration, that is the one that has like the most set in stone world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that would be perfect, and you could get you could get the uh, the Looney Tunes show cast back, and then you can get Chris, Kristen Wiig as Lola, who I. Really, really freaking love his Lola. Kristen Wiig is a, Kristen Wiig's Lola is fantastic. Fantastic, and I, you know, you could you could bring the, bring all that. The it would only be. good version of Lola. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I liked Zendaya's version, kind of. Dude, she was boring as fuck. But that movie was boring. Yeah, that's fair. Hi. Look, Zend. The problem. All right, weird Looney Tunes rabbit trail. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it would be Squirrel. the first actual Looney Tunes rabbit trail yeah. and not, you know. Yeah. Hey, how about this other franchise that I'm just suddenly <laughs> thinking about? Thomas the Tank and Dankin. <laughs> um, my, my problem with Zendaya's Lola and Classic Lola is Classic Lola is just hot girl. Zendaya's Lola is just sporty girl. Yeah. There is, like, no personality to either of them. Meanwhile, Kristen Wiig has tons so of much insane girl. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But really fucking funny insane girl. Yeah. There is no comedy to either uh, classic Lola or Zendaya Lola. Would yeah, that's fair. This is this is kind of my final question on this and there. Would you play a game, not to like rip off Kingdom Hearts, but took Looney Tunes and put it in a real like a different weird scenario where you ran around with the characters and did something else? Maybe not like Kingdom Hearts, not like an RPG or like that. But like if you took that sort of thing. Would you play something like See, that? See, I'm a, I'm, I'm afraid of that. I like, I because that's kind of what they did when they made Space Jam. <laughs> I would, I would, yeah, I would, you play as Michael Jordan. <laughs> I would, pre- I would proceed with caution on that because 
what it sounds like is, um, oh, man, I just, I had it in my head and I com- completely forgot about what I was going to compare it to. Dang it. Basically what I'm saying is, would you play Looney Tunes Silent Hill? <laughs> oh, okay, okay I, I remember now. What, what that's, I would proceed with caution, but what that reminds me of is that one, um, uh, war, uh, that one where they were like, where they were all superheroes. Oh, uh, yeah, Looney, uh, Lunatics Unleashed. Lunatics, yes. it sounds dangerously similar to Looney, See, Lunatics I, Unleashed. Part of me does like the idea of walking around with the Looney Tunes and all that. Another part of me, the reason why I think that works for Kingdom Hearts is it's and, a bigger. I think it's a bigger universe you can play around, and also you have someone that is just batshit insane enough to make it work. Well, that and love you, Tetsuya Nomura. <laughs> look, also, I don't want to play as Mickey Mouse. I don't want to mm-hmm. play as Donald Duck. I don't want to play as Goofy. I want to play as Bugs Bunny and that's Daffy fair. Duck and Porky and all those guys. Like that's just my personal thing. That's fair. That's why I would prefer either a platformer that just goes bigger but has time to make it work again similar to spongebob battle for bikini bottom or mario 64 or something or you know give me a street fighter 2 clone with looney tunes characters i play the shit out of it <laughs> yep that does check out <laughs> those were just kind of the kind of type of games that i thought about when i was thinking about what would i like to see looney tunes in and i was like you know that could be interesting it, it would just I mean, take the right type of game for that to work yeah. i mean i mean i think I'm, i've talked to mason about it I think Mason brought up the question, like, what would Kingdom Hearts look like if it was Warner Brothers instead of Disney? And my thought process was, it'd be a lot shorter, because Bugs <laughs> would just fucking kill the shit out of Xehanort. <laughs> no, Bugs would get Norded. Bugs would get Norded so fast. <laughs> because he'd want to be Norded. <laughs> okay, yeah, but Bugs... Not because he wants some evil intentions, because he just wants to see where this is going to play out. because <laughs> yeah, Bugs... You're right, because Bugs is an agent of chaos. <laughs> Daffy would be the one who gets killed immediately. <laughs> he'd come back, but he'd get killed like immediately. He'd be the goofy who gets hit with the head. Uh-huh. He gets hit on the head with the rock. Uh, well, the moral, that's a good place to end this, I think. The, moral of the story is Warner Brothers. <laughs> Warner Brothers. We know you're listening. We know you need something else you, you want to cancel. You, yeah, you're. Look, you're 12 billion in debt right now. You need something, brother. I, I still say, you know, combine, give me a Looney Tunes horror game. Anyway, thank you all for listening here give today. Me, give me my Looney Tunes street, suit. Street well, how would you point. like to hear Looney Tunes in your game? What type of game would you like to play? Well, you can go over to Apple and iTunes, you know, if you're listening to your podcast there, and you can you can type some words in. You can tell us what you think. Give us a five star. You can tell us why, you know, why Thomas is wrong, why Alec Baldwin should be Shadow the Hedgehog, why he shouldn't. I mean, there's so many things you could tell us. Uh, but check us out. We're on all these different podcast apps. Uh, share us with your friends. Uh, spread this podcast to the world. Fitting that this is the most rambly, uh, rabbit trail podcast because it's Looney Tunes. So it fits. It fits very well. Uh, So it was all intentional, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. (laughs) We'll be back uh, next week with another episode. And until then, we'll see you next time. Get good, you slut.